0: Welcome to Season 2 of the PPC Ponderings Podcast. In this season, we're platforming people we don't personally know well, but who do know PPC well. Kirk is a big fan of making new friends. So look at these episodes as friendly chats between two new friends learning about PPC together. Today, we join Kirk as we have a conversation with the head of PPC and affiliates at Lounge Underwear, Hannah Lewis. Hannah has great experience navigating ad restrictions and Google policies, and is just generally knowledgeable about all things PPC. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy our conversation with Hannah.
1: Yeah, so Hannah, maybe you just start by giving us a little bit of intro on like where you come from, where you're based. Uh, who, who is the real Hannah?
2: Perfect, so I'm Hannah Lewis. I am based in the UK, in Birmingham. And I work for a company called Lounge Underwear, a UK-based company, but operates globally. Um, So a bit about Hannah. Um, British, if you can't tell by the accent. (laughs) Um, Love everything, all things British, I guess. Enjoy the weekends in the Great British countryside and lots of walks, uh, would-be, everything like that, really. So, yeah.
1: So I apologize for not knowing my my U- I've been to the UK a couple of times mostly London and then Brighton. There was a conference down there. Yeah. Um I would love to visit just more, you know, different around the countryside. Is Birmingham in the country? So
2: Birmingham's the central of um, of the UK, so it's as far from any see as you can get um but i'm actually from manchester originally between manchester and liverpool so very cool place of the country really that's where obviously a lot of good music's produced
1: okay yeah absolutely uh chris and i are both big beatles fans so um definitely some point i I would love to you know love to make it back there and make it to liverpool and you know walk Abbey road and all that stuff um and, and okay, so then, uh, yeah, what do you? So you're you're the farthest from the ocean in some ways, but still probably not that far. Being the UK, no. ab- about how far would it be?
2: <laughs> far is like two hours, <laughs> so it's really not far.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. It's
2: central of the country, essentially as, as you can get. Them.
1: Yeah, that's that's really funny. Um, so we're in. So Chris and I are based in Montana. Sorry, my camera kind of sometimes goes fuzzy. Uh, Chris and I are based in Montana in the U.S. And like the nearest other city, I mean, we're a fairly small city. Uh, how big is Birmingham? How many people?
2: We're the second biggest city in the UK. So just behind London. So five oh. million, I think.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, small, very, a small town. Um, so we're like, we're the biggest city in Montana and there's like 150,000 people here. Um, and we are the next... You know, the next city over Bozeman is about the next biggest one. That's where a lot of people think of Montana because they ski and stuff. And that's like a two hour drive. So that's like, okay. it takes us like two hours to get just to the next city. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool, cool. <laughs>
1: um, are you into like, water sports or you said you like walks around the do you, do you like biking yeah, or?
2: absolutely anything outdoors really um so water sports i did snow sports for a while because it's super easy right. to kind of fly over to the alps and things like that from where we're based but yeah anything where i can get outside when it's not like minus five degrees so yeah
1: that's that is an amazing statement that's easy to just quick zip over to the alps do some it is it's like an snow. hour on the plane. <laughs> That's amazing, oh cool, cool, yeah, the nearest um I'm not a skier, but a lot of people here are, and the nearest place is Red Lodge for us, which is about about an hour drive and so okay,
2: not too they bad. get to do their
1: skiing and you
2: i I, I, I choose life, yeah
1: <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> well, oh, cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well cool, well, great to meet you, Hannah. um I'm excited to uh, yeah learn a little bit about what you all are doing with p b c um you know some of the tactics that sort of thing uh what what specifically do you do for uh for lounge
2: it's so, your role i am head of ppc and affiliates so i'm really stuck into the everyday of ppc everything from managing like the team who kind of work on um the day to day all the way up to the strategy and how that kind of oversees against all the other digital marketing channels um so, yeah, I've been at Lounge now for three years, but Lounge is only seven years old. So it's like half the time that Lounge has been alive, really. Um, so I've seen it go from something so small um, to really getting on that global platform like it is now.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, and congratulations for that and you know what, what you've contributed to as well. Um, what would, okay, so what would be maybe like the greatest PPC challenge that you all have there? And, and how are you solving it?
2: Obviously, being a lingerie and underwear brand, it poses a lot of ch- uh, challenges with approvals and disapprovals and obviously negative keywords and everything like that. I would say probably the biggest challenge that we have currently is with the move over to Performance max and first party data. We actually are not able to jump on those as quickly. We have a lot of limitations where we can't actually integrate first party data into Google. Um, we have issues where we can't really run a lot of assets on Pmax. So it's very, it's trying to find solutions around it and try and to be as out of the box as we can be in the space that we have, but obviously, with the future of PPC really going towards that, like first party data, it is certainly a challenge. Um, and I know it's a challenge that a lot of our competitors have too, so it's just trying to remain as agile as we can be.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Um, let's see. Yeah, man, I have, I have so many questions. Um, one, one question, maybe like a big one for me would be, how do you solve the problem of, you know, your audiences being so broad in PPC? Because in some ways, like, you know, for the most part, every single person on the planet, hopefully (laughs) is potentially a customer, right? At, At some level for underwear. Right. Um, and so like, how do you solve the problem of, I mean that can be a budget constraint too. Like some people would look at that and say, "Wow, that's really cool." You know, anyone can be our customer. Those of us who have been marketing long know that that's that that can actually be a challenge because, like, when everyone's your customer, especially if you have a lot of competition, it can be really difficult to actually determine who it is, target them, and sell to them. So, so like, what are some ways that you solve that challenge? Do you have like specific personas within the broader market of you know everyone that you're you're targeting? What are some thoughts there?
2: So although I guess underwear for everyone, what we cater for at Lounge is mainly women's lingerie. Um, so obviously that's more like more so a certain age bracket that's looking for like the more lacy and sexy terms. And so it's very much we layer a lot of demographic targeting over it, especially when we can't use the likes of first party data to get insights when directly inputting that into Google. So we layer a lot of demographics, but we also really try and be a little bit out of the box with how we um, use like search data in that as well. So we'll create like custom intent audiences based off people searching for our competitors. I mean, our competitors are the biggest household names out there. I mean, they're, they're massive fashion brands won by some of the most famous women in the world, really. And so to try and kind of jump on that, we use a lot of like custom intent to try and build something from the, that search data. Uh, and then a lot of demographic layered on top of that as well.
1: So with match types, um, kind of changing how they have been, you know, I think most people probably listening to this would be a little bit familiar with how match types have just kind of increasingly gotten broader in a sense, right? In terms of like utilizing intent stuff and not just this is the, you know, especially like exact match, phrase match. This is the exact phrase someone typed in. Um, wh- like, like, wh- how are you utilize? How are you thinking about match types along with those audiences that you had said?
2: Yeah, it's a little bit tricky because with the products that we sell, can come a lot of problematic terms at the same time. So when you have something like broad match, you really is really tough to stay on top of like negating out search terms and things like that. Um, what I would say is we use a a combination. So we have like com- campaigns that are made to be that. Casting the net wide and bringing in like those new terms, whether it's like looking for trends or a new product that people are searching for out there because it's trending on TikTok. So that's where a lot of our audience is anyway. And then we use that and apply it to other campaigns that are more on exact match and phrase match. So we just it's a lot easier to control when you've got a more generic campaign that's casting that broad net and then applying it and across other campaigns as more exact and phrase to really drill down for the, what that customer wants and give them the best user journey as well because that's what I found with Broadmatch. You're there might be looking for a very specific type of underwear or loungewear and you're gonna end up placing them on the website in a very different location and we've seen that that affects conversion rates and bounce rate and things like that. So it's just really trying to create as much of a a hybrid strategy as we can, to really make sure that we're remaining relevant in Google's eyes. And we're not kind of dropping ourselves out of any auctions by not adapting, but also using a more manual process layered on top.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so then do you have? Yeah, I I really love that that strategy. Um, Like, do you have then different performance targets for, let's say more of the broader net, you know, broad match audiences stuff as you do like more of the focus, here are our core terms, let's hit them with exact and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um,
2: Um, we definitely allow broad match to have a lower return it's more of our it's very very generic anyway extremely upper funnel it tends to be so we allow that to kind of sit a little bit lower and in many cases it ends up when you look at like lifetime value or how they perform once they get to the site you end up making that back just not necessarily in the attribution model that is set. So when we started to look beyond PPC, it definitely made sense to kind of have that approach. And then we just allow the other campaigns to maybe set it a little bit higher to really balance out and create something that works for the business.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, and I think that's something that... I I think it's something... like I've been in the industry for like 10, 11 years, something like that. And I feel like I've definitely seen a really healthy trend of... To like digital marketers becoming more and more aware of how important it is to manage their channels well, but also like pursue overall business growth and how their channels are affecting other things too, right? And I think that's just such such a healthy thing. So rather than just trying to always like only silo and grow our channel, seeing like, hey, if we push you know, this broad campaign with all of these, um, you know, these ROAS targets, these audiences, and we see like our email list growing and we see like organic search brand growing and things like that. That's like a huge win for the business. And like, that's what's going to help grow the business overall. Um, Absolutely. And we're
2: such a small brand that, well, I say small brand, we're, we're definitely growing, but we're still in that growth phase. And we're still very much super reactive to these things and able to really look at that gr- wider like scheme of things and we can really measure like that brand uplift. I'm sat every day with the paid social teams, the SEO teams, we're all together. So we can really share that insight. And I think that's what's really helping kind of have that business growth mindset instead of just putting my PPC hat on all the time.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um so then, you know, you had mentioned performance Max, PMAX, um Where does that, like, where's that working in your strategy right now? Like, what do you, what do you think about Pmax?
2: Yeah, so I think as everyone, I was very skeptical to begin with, and I cannot tell you how many tests I've done to compare it to standard shopping and really try and create something that works for us. We're very, very limited with how we use Pmax. We actually mainly use it just for shopping because we can't, we just get rejected assets all the time. But and um, and we really want to keep search as it is although we're testing those elements of, of trying to see the incremental value of adding search into Pmax but um i would say it it's definitely it definitely really works for us we we see obviously shopping as a whole is a lot more visual we've got some great products out there I and mean, people really want to see detail and how it's going to look and how it's going to fit before they purchase a product that's so personal to them. So I feel like that side really works. So it's just really trying to create something with Pmax that we that works in the way that standard shopping works and still trying to apply as much of a manual approach to it as we can but then really leaning on how like those great parts of the algorithm that actually genuinely work so we have strategies in place so we have like our our normal products that are filtered in but then we have a campaign for new in products that we want to push a little bit harder because they might not have reviews yet and we want to really get that name out there that we now do this type of product all the way down to Campaigns for um, high discount because we know that that's going to work for conversion rate, and we also have like a brand campaign to really apply like negatives um, from PMAX into like that brand campaign as a standard shopping to really keep that separate. So we've we've been really testing different areas, and at the minute is really working for us.
1: I love that. Um, and and just to be clear, so when you were talking about PMAX and you noted, you know, you have asset disapproval issues, so you're you're building like you're leaving the assets out and kind of that tactic. That's almost serving it like smart shopping campaigns. Is that is that what you mean?
2: Yeah, like, it is because of our limitations. We have mm-hmm. been testing um, flat lays and things like that in there, but com- we don't. We just don't have that creative available always. Everything's shot very campaign heavy on models, and and Google just isn't. It really struggles to allow that, especially in like a display in YouTube format.
1: Mhm. So being a being a pro on um facing disapprovals within within Google what are maybe some uh yeah what are some tips you have for other people who also in their industries for whatever reason sometimes they can they can struggle with disapprovals constantly.
2: Yeah, I, it, it it can be extremely frustrating and what I've really learned is that it's okay that we might have disapprovals. Let's lean into something else that really works. So we might not be able to win assets but how can we really change our shopping imagery to be as strong as possible and really stand out how can we really optimize the feed to to be that next level and to um, really expand our like impressions and uh, impression share and how we're, we're showing on the serve in a way that we wouldn't be able to do with other assets so it's just really leaning into the things that the other areas are making them the best possible way that they can be. And in the meantime, really trying to fight to throw a way around approvals, whether it's and if the problem is an image, we'll then look at ways around it. Like we started shooting flat lays because of that. Or mm-hmm. if the problem is a certain like keyword or search term, looking at ways that you can like pivot that message into really work. We've we've noticed if you just take out lingerie and put underwear, it might get past the Google server. So it's just a test and learn mindset and just really not giving up on it. There is something out there that works for everyone. I believe that.
1: That's awesome. It's not a surprise hearing, you know, all of how willing you are to just adapt and figure things out and that that you know the business is growing like it is. So it sounds like you guys are you guys are scrapping and figuring it out. I love that. So
2: yeah.
1: Cool, cool. Uh I th- I think that's about all I have um for today. Like, you know, our objective is to just get in chat, like learn what we can. Um we've learned so much from you, so thank you so much. Uh where can we where can we find you online? Do you are you on uh, Twitter or yeah, do you talk PPC anywhere? Or?
2: Uh, yeah, mainly on LinkedIn. Um, I'm Hannah Lewis, Hannah Jade Lewis on LinkedIn, I believe. So that's the best place to find me. Um, if if you're struggling, apply the filter that I work at Lounge Underwear. That's how I get to people, <laughs> um, and that's the place. That's where I really interact with all things Google and definitely share insights of like, like what I do and how we can we can really better our strategy.
1: Fantastic. Already, yeah. Head head over to LinkedIn and give Hannah a follow. So, thank you so much, Hannah. It was uh, it was a delight to talk to you today. Yeah, it's
2: lovely talking to you. Too.
0: Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Stay tuned for the next episode of the PPC Ponderings podcast. Keep learning PPC. If you are a person with a brilliant PPC tactic that the world needs to know about, please apply to be a podcast guest online at zadomarketing.com slash ponderings guest. If you are enjoying these podcasts, please make sure to leave us a review on whatever your preferred podcast provider is. But in the meantime, may the auctions be ever in your favor.